That's, a, uh, that's just a great song. I don't know if we, at least I, did not receive the full impact or understand the full impact of what that song was talking about when I first heard it. Of course, it might have something to do with that. I was 15 years old at the time. But um, we can work it out. Resolving conflicts um, that are unresolvable at times. Uh, you know, and, and the thing about that song is when you first hear that, try to see it my way. You're saying, well, they're just trying to argue here. Kind of like the guys are over the, over the wine deal. Uh, they're just trying to argue. Not really. <clears throat> I, the way I see that, the, the lyrics of that song, and we talked about this with some people the other day, and that is it's almost like a, a cry. Try to see it my way. Not, not don't see it your way, but you're not even listening to me. And really the song, is, 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 the lyrics are, are a cry to be heard. Just hear me. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to affirm me, but just, but just please hear me. And that's what he's saying, and that's what we get into whenever we get into conflict and quote-unquote conflict resolution. And, uh, and you know, we, we've made business courses out of conflict resolution. We've, funny thing is, you know, they're still in, in theological institutions as well. We don't usually call it conflict resolution. We call it other things, but it's all the same. And I want to begin this, this morning by... Uh, my, just really giving you some things to kind of think through. Here's a quote that I used some time ago, I don't remember how long ago, from a Western writer that uh, is kind of fun, he's a great writer, uh, Louis L'Amour, and he said this, anger is a killing thing. It kills the man who angers, for each rage leaves him less than he had been before. It takes something from him. He said, okay, I, I got you. What, that's anger. What's that got to do with what you're talking about? Here's the point, anger is often, is often simply unresolved conflict that evolves into some resentment that sometimes lasts for a lifetime. Sometimes it will just rob years from people because they haven't dealt with this unresolved conflict. The unresolved conflict may be something that has happened in the years past with a person. It might be an ex-mate. It might be an event, an untimely death. It might be a business mess up where you lost everything or a lot. I know several individuals today are dealing with just the resentment that can come from fraud and, and graft and corruption in terms of some of their retirement funds. And they have to deal with that. It's a real problem. It's not just the financial impact, but it's also something far greater than that for all of us when it really affects us and when you talk with people who, who deal with that. Here's an interesting quote that I've been saving to use at the right moment. And just kind of think along these lines with me here for just a moment. Pretty, pretty uh, uh, well-known person. I don't really think about anything too much. I live in the present. I move on. I don't think about what happened yesterday. If I think too much, it kind of freaks me out. Um, <laughs> if I think too much, it kind of freaks me out. Um, for those listening by CD, Pamela Anderson said that. Um, here's, you know, okay, maybe there's some truth to that in somewhere, but here, here's the thing that I want you to think about, and that is this, that, that I'm going to ask you to think today. I'm going to ask you to think pretty hard. I'm going to ask you to do some... Some, some pretty hard, what I call inner work, inside, inner work. Um, ancient writing, in ancient writings, Percival said this, one hour of thoughtful solitude may nerve the heart for days of conflict. 
girding up its armor to meet the most insidious foe. One hour of thoughtful solitude, basically, he's saying, can, can actually help you for days and weeks and even months to come sometimes. I'm going to ask you to think today. I'm going to ask you to, to do some inner work for the purpose, not, again, not for the purpose of inventing or reinventing problems that you might have or have had, but for the purpose of dealing with, with what might be long-term overriding unresolved conflicts that have negatively affected your life up until now. I gave you some examples. It could be something totally different. It could be a, a good friend that you've had these issues with. And, 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 and you say, okay, so when I leave here, I'm going to know how to, how, to, how to get all this resolved. Hang on with me for a moment, all right? I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about the concept of we can work it out. But there's also a caveat to that, which I'll introduce in just a, in, in just a couple of moments. Um, but right now, just think about that. I mean, and, and here's why I want you to think about that, and that is sometimes we allow some of these things to literally rob us of years. And we can think of different movies and books and, and, and even more importantly, human beings that we know that love us who have been robbed of, of lots of, lot of just a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment because they haven't dealt with some of these things that need to be dealt with as best they can be dealt with. Whether it be something that is traumatic as, as, as being abused or molested or something along those lines, or something that other people might look at and not think, ooh, that was terrible, but to you it was. And you didn't deal with that. And maybe it was something that happened between you and a parent. Or maybe that's something that's never happened between you and a parent. Or an adult child. Or a business associate. Or an event. I've known a few people. I've had some friends that, that have had so, such a hard time dealing with, with untimely deaths sometimes of, of loved ones, mates, whatever. The Bible tells us this. God's got a better way. Look what Romans says. Romans says, look after each other so that none of you will miss out on the special favor of God. Watch out that no bitter root rises up among you, for whenever it springs up, many are corrupted by its poison. I want to show you very quickly in our, a few moments that we have what I call principles for, for working it out. Principles for, for working out. Keys to what, I, what we are going to call here for our purposes conflict resolution. They're very simple and they're, they're, they're very biblical and uh, I don't necessarily mean by that that they're always easy to do. Okay? Because I've practiced them and sometimes I've not practiced them like I should have and I've always regretted when I haven't. But here's the thing that you've got to stop and you've got to think about and that is this. The consequences of, of having unresolved conflicts in your life are just huge. It affects you physically. People get sick. People have, sometimes have ulcers. Some people have some other kinds of, all kinds of different issues. And, and there's all kinds of research on this. And I'm not going to take the time to, to, to read all of that to you right now. But there's, there's lots and lots of research that shows us this unresolved conflict stuff has long-term effects on us physically. also has long-term effects on us emotionally. And it also has long-term effects on us spiritually because all those are connected because God made the whole person. We can't separate. We can't compartmentalize. And sometimes we try to do that. So it affects you spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Let me give you an example from the Bible, uh, and it tells us how it affects us emotionally and, and physically. From uh, Ephesians chapter 4, it says this in the New Living Translation. Don't sin by letting anger gain control over you. Here's that unresolved conflict again. 
or at least many times that's what anger is. Not always, but many times. Don't sin by letting anger gain control over you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still anger, for anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. These things can have long-term effects on you. And you need to be careful of that and watch out for that and ask God to give you the power, and I believe only God can, frankly. It will help if you have somebody in your life who can really help you see into your soul, whether that's a professional or whether that's, whether that's uh, some close friend who's very insightful. That's something you'll have to determine. But only God can really give us the ability to see, see these things sometimes. So he says, be careful with this. It'll affect you physically. Don't let the sun go down. I, I think the point of the scripture is, you know, does that mean we can never go to bed angry? Well, all of us have gone to bed angry. Let's don't be trite here. All of us have gone to bed angry. You say, well, we're going to get everything worked out before we... Sometimes it takes a process. And you have to make peace with the process. And sometimes it's between you and your mate, and you're you're going to bed, and and, and you're like, okay, you know. And maybe you just sort of put it on hold for a little while. We're we're not going to sweep this under the rug, but for now, let's agree to, to pick this up again tomorrow or the next day or whenever. The Bible also, let me show you this one because this is, let me show you this, this is in Matthew chapter 5 before I show it to you. This is a passage in the Bible. Some of you will recognize it, some of you won't. Uh, This is a passage in the Bible that some people use, I'm going to put it this way, to beat people up. Some people use this passage to, to, there's terms like, uh, the old term back in the uh, Puritan era was to shun. They would use this passage to what they would call shun people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't look at them because they were so supposedly in sin, which means literally, if that were the case, none of us would ever look at each other, right? Because we've all got different stuff we're dealing with. Um, and, then, and then there's other words, excommunicate and all these other kind of things and, and that, that I, think are, I, I think a lot of times you have some real problems trying to do those kinds of things and I just want you to know, we, you know, we, we, I'll always try to help people, and I'll always confront, and, and, and I'll, I'll protect, if protection, if there's, you know, the only reason that I would ever ask someone never to come here is because if they were a predator, then I might say, hey, we got something bigger here to watch out for. They were some kind of a predator, whether, you know, and you can define that in many different ways. Then I would say, this isn't a place for you. I'll help you, I'll meet with you, I'll pray with you privately. But I, I don't want you around a lot of people because of what, you know. That's a different issue. That's an exceptional issue. Rarely. It does happen, but it's, it's an exceptional issue. But here's what I want you to see. This is where people beat up other people. Sometimes they're believers. Sometimes they're not. So here's, here's where it is. Right, watch this with me. All right, Matthew 5. Go here. This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and you're about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you, abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend, make things right, get things right. Um, And then he goes on, he says, then and only then come back and work things out with God. So he says, get these things resolved on another level, right? And then then if it happens, he says, and he goes on and he explains, make the most of, make the first move, make things right with him. After all, if you leave, make the first move with him, knowing this track record, you're likely, uh, you're likely to end up in court. And he goes on and gives you some of the other consequences there. Now, I want to take you to the next passage because it kind of builds on each other. Go ahead. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18 says this. If a fellow believer hurts you, now here, I've added this right here. This is what I was talking about a moment ago. Or heathen or event. here's, Here's what I'm trying to say by that. If someone who may not necessarily call themselves a Christian hurts you, if an event hurts you, this, this untimely death, this, this, this pension fund, this, this ex-mate, whoever it happens to be, go and tell them. 
Go and tell him. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two things along so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again. If he won't listen, tell it to the church. If he won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer it. Now, here's what I want you to see in this whole concept. And that is, when I say, how do you seek, when, how do you seek resolution? Certainly, these things can rob us. But the other thing is, sometimes we need to confront these issues, and that's what I think Matthew 18 is talking about. It's not talking about how to exclude people. He's saying, if you've got a conflict, go and handle it directly and honestly and discreetly and take some people along with you. Why? Because you may be wrong. There may, there may be some misunderstanding here. It's not to have two or three people pile up on one person. Here's the conflict. Here's how we're going to work through this. That's, that's the issue here. Because sometimes... We have to deal with things that way. Here's the issue. Here's the point. Here's what I want you to understand. This is tough. And it takes a willingness to be self-aware and to listen to those who can help you accomplish this. And that can be tough. When you have something that you don't want to see that's glaring to everybody else that loves you and cares about you. Show you something. Um, yeah, um, I had a funny way to do this. I'm going to do this anyway. Thank you. Um, this is a coat I bought a couple weeks ago. Okay, it's a great coat. Okay, see, nice place and everything. You know, on special at Ralph Lauren. I'm going to take the plastic off. I don't want anybody doing anything. Okay. Um, all right. I, I, there's a story behind this. I'm going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you as much time as I have time for. This is a great. I really fell in love with this coat as soon as I saw it. And it's been, the con, it's been the source of a lot of conflict in the last two weeks in my house and with my friends and, and my friends' friends and I don't know who else. So here we go. This is a great coat, all right? Um, I mean, this, isn't this great? Um, this is, uh, I bought this. First of all, it was on special. Um, I don't want to hear it. Um, isn't that a great coat? I, I, I got this and... Uh, because I, I thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I really like it with these colors. What do you think with the colors? Does it work, Michael? Um, Henry, what do you think? First thing that somebody said to me when I bought this, and actually it was Henry, but he's a kid. He doesn't know anything. He's 22 or 23. And he says, do you still have the receipt? And I ask another friend of mine, um, uh, another, a, a person who's older than Henry, a lady, very fashionable, and she says, do you have the receipt? She didn't know Henry. And, and then I said, I bought this. I, I honestly bought this thing. I'll buy this for the Christmas concert because I always need something to wear for the Christmas concert. And that's why I want, wanted it for the Christmas concert, okay? Because, you know, it's Christmas colors and everything. By the way, I wore this to some New York City party the other night, and it was great, man. It was great. But anyway, um, finally, after listening to about 10 different people, a couple of whom liked it. They said, whatever else you do, you really can't wear it up front, and you really can't wear it for the Christmas concert because it's really not red, which, which was really hard. But you know what? It took... I'll take it off now because you guys are going to not listen to another word I say if I keep it on. Um, hide this because I don't want people to see it in the second service, okay? Because may, it may run them off. Thanks. Um, why did it take conservatively, 10 or 11 people to convince me, you know, Rich, 
It's okay if you want to keep it and wear it in certain situations, but that's not going to work for some of the things you bought it for. Now, let me ask you a question. That's silly, I know, and it's a cool jacket. It really is a cool jacket. But, but, <laughs> but, but let me ask you a question. What's your pink jacket? What's your pink jacket? Maybe it's not something so silly. Maybe it's something that, that everybody's aware of when they work around this personality quirk that you have that, that, that either they've confronted you with a number of different times and you don't want to hear it, like I didn't want to hear it, or maybe it's something that, that it just keeps hidden and you keep pushing it back and, and you keep pushing it under. See, here's the issue. We seek resolution at all costs. There has to be a willingness. There has to be a willingness on our part to be self-aware. And I'm going to emphasize this again. I don't think that can happen outside of just allowing God to work in our heart and in our lives and in our mind. So we seek resolution at all costs. How do we seek that resolution? Just from Matthew 18, we're direct, we're honest, we're discreet. We have other people around to kind of help us to see if there's misunderstanding. I would add to this, if, 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 you can, if, there's, a, if there's a professional that can help in that way, sometimes that's very helpful too. Someone that understands the, the insights of human behavior and maybe understands some of your quirks and, and your idiosyncrasies. Or maybe that's a close friend you know, that, that can help with that. So the principles of working out are very simple. Seek resolution at all costs. And you have to be willing for yourself to hear. The second part of that is, you know, if you're, here's how I do it. I directly, I don't, I don't talk around it. I don't, I don't try to manipulate something. I'm direct and I'm honest and, and I can be discreet about it. And the third thing is this. If I'm going to, I seek resolution at all costs. How do I seek it directly? What, what, what happens when I can't do it? When conflict can't be resolved. What happens then? Because let me tell you, we've got to deal with this. I, I would imagine every one of us here, if we think long enough and hard enough about it, probably have some people in our lives who we just haven't been able to get resolution with. And maybe, maybe some of those things bother us greatly. Maybe we just sort of swept that under the rug and, and don't really deal with that. And sometimes, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, sometimes you maybe you, you want to pray or, 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 or something like, you know, just talk to God a little bit and, and maybe a, a face comes to your mind or a particular situation or a, a particular conflict that, that just, just continues just to kind of go on and on and on. So, so what do you do with that? Here's, here's the thing that you get. This is just one of the most important Scripture verses, I believe, in the Scripture. Romans chapter 12 says it this way. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And I, and I have it underlined here. I have it highlighted. And, 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 and everything. So far as it depends on you. You take responsibility. You do what you can do. Sometimes it's not going to happen. People are falling. People don't want to see that the coat really doesn't work. They don't want to see it. They got their mind made up. They got this going on. They got that going on. They got this thing happening. And you know what? There's nothing you can do. That's why you can't do anything about them, but you can do something about you. And that's why the the Bible gives us such great insight into this thing. Yes, you keep an attitude of grace. You keep an attitude of understanding that we need to forgive. 
And we need to realize that everybody's fallen, including me, and there will always be issues. But, and and we, we, need to be, we need to not be afraid to leave that situation uh, with an under, uh, sometimes understanding that I'm not going to understand it. You know, there has to be that will. Sometimes we just have to trust God and move on. And, and that's, that's part of this whole concept of Romans chapter 12. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Can we work out our conflicts? If we work hard. If we pray hard. And we do the inner work that we need to do. Yes, many times we can. But when we can't, we make sure before God, before God, nobody else but before God, that we've done everything that I can do and be able to say, okay, God, it's in your hands. And that's the thing. Conflict resolution. I wish they could all be resolved. But sometimes they can't. And I'll tell you this one last thing, and we're going to pray, and that is sometimes they will get resolved years down the road, and you have no clue that's coming, and that's great. Sometimes that happens too. And you can always hold out hope for that. You can say, well, I'm in that situation right now. They don't want peace, I do. Hang on. So far as it depends on you. Trust it to God. Move on with your life and then say, hey, here's the deal, God. And who knows what God may do with that later on. There's hope. There's always hope as long as there's life. And if there's no longer life, that's when we just have to say, God, I forgive. I forgive them. I, you know, I pray for forgiveness for me of my part in this whole deal. And that's also a part of moving on. Let's pray together and ask God to give us wisdom through all this. Lord, God, we are thankful for your grace and for your love and all that you're doing in our lives. And, and Lord, we are grateful that we can come and address such a relevant topic like this. And Lord, I don't, but you know what each person here is going through and what they have going on in their lives. And you know, Lord, some conflicts, some unresolved conflicts that some people are just being eaten up with. In some cases, they recognize it. In some cases, they're trying to deny it. And I pray, God, that, 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 that you would break through, that your spirit would break through and get them to realize that and realize it's not a matter of, of hurt. It's a matter of it's, it's going to help them in the long run, even though initially it may be hurtful. We thank you that we can have a relationship with you, Lord, through Jesus, his grace and his love, how he came and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us the ability to have a relationship with you. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Thanks.